What's up, Jammies? You know we love football and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be easy. And both are easier to enjoy with friends. Cheers. What's up, Jammies? Welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine. We are in the studio today, live in the flesh, because I have an exciting guest joining me in just a second. He is the Ram COO, Kevin Demoff, and we have a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to be really quick up top. I hope everyone had an amazing bye week and got to relax and recoup because now we're on to the second half of the season. We face the Seattle Seahawks at home at SoFi on Sunday, and I can't wait for that game. We had a flag football game last night and I know I said I was going to stop talking about it but we got our first win and we were celebrating like we had won the Super Bowl and so I'm going to ask Kevin if he wants to show up next week so you know maybe let's generate some love in the comment section to really get Kevin there as QB because we need we need some tape on him I really think joining me now is Rams COO Kevin Demoff Kevin have you thought about adding an L to the end of your title like maybe lightning I was thinking about it this morning like some sort of so your title is C-O-O-L, like for cool. I'm pretty sure most people would not describe me that way at <laughs> all. It's nice that you did. But. Yeah. No, I was thinking, but I was trying to think of words that start with L that would make sense with C-O-O this morning. Um, and like, I just think C-O-O-L is like, it would be cool. I think you should, it, it would be cool. I think you should implement that. Nobody's ever done that, right? Like right. as a title, so. Well, that's what we do here at the Rams. We do things that nobody's ever done before. So why not, why don't you become the first C-O-O-L? It's a little bit lacking self-awareness <laughs> you think like it's but, the other thing we try not to do here at the rams so. right right but it's ironic <laughs> you know because if you lean into it because you're like hey i'm not that cool but i'm cool but you're saying i'm not that cool well you said self-awareness this so. is a great way to welcome a guest <laughs> yeah. yeah let me just insult you right off <laughs> the top the way to go exactly well cheers um how much barefoot wine did you consume over the past bye week uh two bottles two nice <laughs> that's like a that's a good amount so you know Buy coming off a loss is always, you know, a two-bottle week. So. Yeah, yeah. How did you spend the week? Uh, it was great. You know, spend time with family, caught up. It was a beautiful weekend here in Iowa. Yeah. Go to the beach. Nice. Play tennis. Like, it was a great, great bye week. Actually watch games on Sunday, which is always like a, you Fun. never know when you go into the bye week of whether you're going to want to watch football or not. But, I mean, the games were so amazing all going down to the end. So it was fun to watch and, and hang out. Yeah, definitely. So. What did you do for the bye week? <laughs> well. I played flag football, which we talked about earlier, which I, I need to ask you formally. Are you going to show up and be our quarterback next week? It's possible. Okay. You know, there seems to be some movement towards that, but I really need to talk to the coordinator to see if it's going to play to my strengths. Okay, got you, got you. I think that's great. Yeah, no, I did that. I did a um, my first open mic. I did a stand-up, I've started a stand-up class. So last year I had a question on my Ram Jam, which is like, if fear was not a factor and you could not fail, what would you do? And I was like, I would do stand-up comedy, but I'm way too much of a baby. But this past week I started my class and I went to a random open mic and I did five minutes and I did pretty well and I was flying high. Um, so that's how I spent my bye week, which was really fun. Barefoot gave you the courage to go. Barefoot, yeah, that was a two bottle. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a two, two bottle. bottle night for sure. Maybe I didn't do that well, and it was just the barefoot, but but I thought it was. So we're post trade trade deadline, and we're post buy. How would you characterize the current football state of the Rams? You know, I, I would say probably up until Green Bay, it was 
pretty encouraged. Uh, that was a tough game, I think, for us on on a lot of factors. And you know, when you look at this team, you know, we, we got to three and three, and I you just you go back in time. I remember leaving after Arizona, Kyron and rush for 150 yards. You know, Cooper had had kind of back to back hundred yard games, and you're starting to feel good about where the team was headed. You know, you you go to bed, you wake up, Kyron's out for a month. You know, and then you lose Ronnie Rivers, and the running game kind of struggled, and you just kind of felt like you lost that momentum. Um, you left that game, and I think Kyron was the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. Puka was the third leading receiver in the NFL. So you, about this youth movement, especially on offense, you, you felt really good. Uh, tough loss against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Dallas kind of things got out of hand early. We made a nice push, and then you know, Green Bay, we just didn't give ourselves a chance, probably offensively. So you know, some good, some bad. Uh, Bye week's a great time to reflect. We've played the fourth toughest schedule in the NFL to date, which I think we felt. That's why I think the Green Bay loss, you know, the teams we had lost to earlier are all playoff right. you know, caliber teams. And that's not to take away from Green Bay. Matt's done an amazing job building that program. But that was a game I think if we were full strength, we win. Right. And, and so you kind of come back and you're trying to look from there. But we have two divisional games, you know, Seattle and Arizona, two teams we did beat in the first half. Um, they're certainly going to be out for revenge. So I think we've got to go figure out a way to come back healthy, strong, but getting Matthew back, getting Rob Havenstein back, getting Ernest Jones, getting Bobby Brown, hopefully getting Kyron back, you know, in a week will allow us to kind of see where we're at and go make a push. We're, I think, a game and a half, two games out of the the wild card hunt right now. And I would love to see us make a push deep in December to go play meaningful football and in January. And I think we've got a shot for that. So during the bye week, the Rams signed free agent Carson Wentz, QB, last week to back up Matthew. How does this addition add confidence to this quarterback room? Look, I think you you got to the point where, you know, this offseason, the plan was always we're going to have a, a younger QB as the backup. You know, we drafted Stetson. We were really excited about what we saw in preseason. Unfortunately, you know, we kind of lost him pretty early in the season to the NFI list, and Brett Rippon was the backup, had been with us, kind of knew what was going on, and it's not really a good time to break in a backup quarterback as you get into early in the season. Uh, I think as we got into the bye week, it was a chance to go add someone like Carson Wentz. You kind of look around and see, okay, who is available? Did it make sense? And I think we all kind of harken back to last year when we added Baker, you know, and, and you had a former top pick who was looking for rejuvenation to their career, what they brought to the room, what they meant if you got to the end and maybe Matthew, you know, missed another game, you know, could you figure out if you had something valuable? And I think Baker's ex- our experience with Baker last year, bringing him in, watching him kind of lift up the team, gave us the confidence that if we were to try to do that again, Carson was a great fit to go do it. It's someone, you know, certainly the scouting staff, we spent some time with in 2016. We were right. debating, you know, him and and Jared. But I, and also with the bye week, you get the chance to bring someone in, teach them the playbook, let them learn a little bit. So if they have to go play, it can be, you know, it can work. That was a little bit different than, you know, we talked about it after Dallas, but by the time you're figuring out with Matthew, is he going to play or not? You know, it's Tuesday, bringing someone in and teaching them the playbook to be ready to play Sunday's hard. Obviously, we had the miracle with Baker last year, but I think Carson for us gives us, you know, a sense of someone who started a lot of games, won as a starter, and, and truly, I think if he had to go in and play a game, you know, certainly could we could run a viable offense. Right. So we're back home on Sunday against the Seahawks, which is super exciting. And Coach McVay said that Matthew is is expected to be back. With him at the helm, I mean, how much more confident are you going into Sunday? Look, I think you, you know, this team 
you know, is built around Matthew's skill set as a quarterback, right? And, and that's the way the offense has been built. Really, since we traded for Matthew, the offense has been built around what he does well, which is a lot of things. You know, you're fortunate to have a quarterback like Matthew who can do so many things. So, But I also think getting back into that cadence, getting Rob Havenstein back in, you know, so that you have some of those starters. We should be on offense basically back to almost all of the normal starters minus Kyron. Uh, that gives us a chance to be healthy, to come off rested, you know, and usually Sean is great on the bye week, making tweaks, kind of looking back at the first half of the season, self-scouting what has worked, what hasn't. Uh, I think you'll see some new stuff. I think you'll see us kind of be crisper, running some old stuff. It's a great chance to reflect, but anytime you get Matthew, you know, playing, you feel good. You know, he's always played pretty well against the Seahawks. Hopefully we can continue that trend. So exciting news. We announced Tuesday and that starting next season, the Rams are moving officially to Woodland Hills. Um, why is Woodland Hills the right place for the Rams? Well, I, I think you have to go way back in time. You know, when we moved back in 2016 and we played games of the Coliseum, I remember talking to the mayor and the city council that, you know, we were the Los Angeles Rams, but we were building a stadium in Inglewood. You know, and what could we put in the city of Los Angeles that really would, you know, put a stamp of our own? And at that time, we had built a practice facility in Thousand Oaks. You know, our office was in Agura Hills. And it was always, well, how could we get back to the city of Los Angeles? And you know, we started looking for land. And I think when you have a, an owner who, who loves real estate, who loves big projects, who loves big ideas, we've seen the success of Hollywood Park and what that's become in Inglewood, those 300 acres. It was really trying to find not just a practice facility, not just a home, but really a second epicenter of energy for the Rams. Something we could own, something that you know could be vibrant, could bring the community alive. And the first meeting we actually ever did about a new practice facility was in April of 2016, was in Woodland Hills. Really? And it was the Westfield site that we ultimately wound up coming back to. And we loved the site at the time. It just didn't fit kind of how we were looking at it. But the opportunity to go get uh, 66 acres to redevelop, plus to add the village at Topanga, you know, 100 acres of epicenter for the Rams in Woodland Hills. There's an amazing master plan in Warner Center that's kind of really the hub of the San Fernando Valley. And... I think, you know, growing up here, looking at these teams, nobody has ever, from a sports perspective, invested in the Valley. Right. You know, all, you know, you have this amazing energy downtown, Coliseum, LA Live, you know, Bank of California Stadium or BMO Stadium now. You look at Englewood now with the form and SoFi Stadium and soon to be the Intuit Dome, you know, and all these teams are kind of clustered around LAX, usually because it makes sense if you fly to 40, 50 games a year. Right. Uh, you need to be near the airport. But we always looked at how could we invest in an area that's kind of underserved from a sports perspective and really an attention perspective. And the Valley came to us immediately. You know, Woodland Hills made a ton of sense for us for a lot of reasons. I also think from a staff perspective, players, coaches, they all live, you know, most people kind of live, you know, West Valley, you know, out through Thousand Oaks. This allowed everybody to stay where they lived, right. you know, and, and be able to commute to a new practice facility. And for Stan, I mean, I think ultimately the goal is, you know, six and a half to seven million square feet of new development and that will make us one of the biggest developers in Los Angeles period. We already are, you know, with Hollywood park and, and that program, but now within the city of Los Angeles, we'll be one of the largest private developers. And I think investing in the city we play in, you know, this franchise will only be as healthy always as the city that we, we play in the community that we, we live in giving back to that community is important, but also investing in Los Angeles and bringing this area that has a defunct mall and a defunct office tower to life is a great opportunity for us to put that innovative spirit we talked about at the top of the show for the Rams to use on a real estate project, you know, that's really our own. Yeah, I love that. One of my favorite things from 
from working at the Rams has been sort of the involvement in the community. And like you're aware of things and you can find stuff on social or, you know, the Rams community page. But just to actually see like this week, we've been doing a lot of work with with coworkers and showing up to schools and, you know, with the holiday season coming back, like it's actually been one of my like most like I'm most proud about the work that we do um, within the community. So this just all like checks out and just feels so great. Look, you can win every day off the field, right? That's something that as an organization, you should be giving back to the community and to see the staff, you know, at the West, you know, West Valley food pantry this morning, making deliveries to people, helping pack boxes. Uh, I just left Calabash elementary school where, you know, a bunch of young kids were working with Rob Havenstein and Christian Roseboom and Coleman Shelton writing cards for our troops o- overseas and seeing those kids and their excitement. You know, when you arrive in a community like Woodland Hills, when you arrive in the Warner Center, showing up to those schools tells those kids that it's important. You can be a team anywhere. You can watch a team on TV. You can have a favorite team far away. Coming back to Los Angeles, reinvesting in the NFL means showing up for these kids and telling them that they matter. When these players show up at your school, it makes you feel special. It makes you feel like you have unlimited potential of what you can be. And I think... You know, the story of the Los Angeles Rams has always been one about unlimited potential, about the potential of what Hollywood Park and SoFi Stadium could be, about what the potential for the NFL in Los Angeles could be, what the potential for this team, this you know organization, this community to reimagine how a team operates in Los Angeles. I'm always a believer in our unlimited, untapped potential. And you see that from our staff today. When you saw those kids this morning, not just that we were at their school, but that we were going to be down the street for them forever. Yeah, uh, that was an amazing experience to see. So, what else is going to be development here? Like, what are the development plans when you talk about? Are are, are we creating another Hollywood Park in uh, Woodland we, Hills? We are creating another Hollywood Park in Woodland Hills. So, you know, our first, you know, geez, it's almost two years ago now. Maybe it's a year, year and a half. I've lost track. Two years ago, you know, we bought uh, what was the former Promenade Mall, uh, basically at the corner of Topanga and Oxnard. That was thirty-four acres. The mall had kind of closed a few years ago. It was entitled for three and a half million of office space, retail, uh, residential. So we're going to start that project pretty soon and start building some residential there. Then we bought the the land right next to it, which was a 33-acre piece of land that was at the former headquarters of Anthem. You know, that's an office tower. That's where the practice facility uh, will go long term. But we're also going to work there on retail, residential, you know, maybe an entertainment center. It was zoned for a 10,000-seat arena. I don't know that we're going to do that, but I think we are going to yeah, do, <laughs> you know, some kind of... Uh, some kind of entertainment venue, be it concert, music, you know, multi-purpose. So the goal is really, you know, a city within a city here in Woodland Hills, very similar to what you've seen, you know, at Hollywood Park in terms of live, work, play, and and win football. Yeah. That, that's the, you know, everybody says live, work, play. We'll add the, the win football. Win football. So is this the proper time for me to pitch? Like, I think I could either open a cafe or some sort of sports bar. Uh, in this facility. Like, I think Rick, it's a, it's a th- great time for you to pitch. Maybe not stand-up comedy just yet. Yeah, definitely not. I, gotta, I, I, wanna, I, gotta I wanna on that. I want to see more that. than the five-minute act. Yeah, we, won't, we don't need to put a, a stand-up what, comedy what you, club. What would be the goal of the... I mean, tell me your vision for the sports bar. The sports bar would be like, like a Rams bar that even if there's an away game, people are coming to Ricky's Ram, and now I need to think of a drink that starts with R. Um, improv is not my strong suit right, right now. But... Um, you come, you get to watch the Rams, you get to be on the facility, you get to hang out with me because I'm the bartender, you get to chat with me, um, and it'll just be all Rams paraphernalia, and it just sounds fun. Yeah, and look, I, I think that is 
maybe not. We'll have to see your cooking skills. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's been the goal, right, of Woodland Hills, I think, is to make it a little bit more Ram-centric. And I I do feel the pain of our fans sometimes who say, you know, we love SoFi Stadium as a venue to watch the games, but it's not the Rams' home. We share it. You know, and so therefore, it's a little bit clean. Is there a museum? Are there statues? You know, can it be a little bit more Ram-centric? That's what Woodland Hills can be to us, right? You know, can you look at doing a museum long-term with Rams history? Can you do, you know, Ram-themed restaurants or, or some of those things? And I think that is the goal, you know, big picture to kind of make this campus a little bit more Ram-centric uh, than maybe what you see at Hollywood Park. And it's not to say Hollywood Park can't have, you know, that growth as well. And, and certainly on game day, it becomes activated, you know, that way. And, you know, Stan takes special pride in having built the world's greatest stadium, you know, that's going to host these amazing events and hopefully more Super Bowls and the Olympics and hopefully the World Cup. But Woodland Hills, I think, is something that, you know, can, can be a little bit more royal in soul. I love that. I'm picturing like 40 Rampages as waiters at a Rams-themed restaurant, but that's a work in progress, too. That seems a little bit like health, Wouldn't that be nice if violation? the waiter couldn't talk to you? Like if they just came up and was like, what, what do you want? Like, would that be kind of nice? It would be a little bit creepy, though, <laughs> yeah. like to be served by... <laughs> you know, rampage over and over again. Yeah. Or like if you had something wrong with your order, like how do you yeah, communicate? How do you talk? Yeah, back? you asked for the manager, the yeah. ramager. I don't know, man, I'm good. That, that was good. The ramager. This is headed in a, the <laughs> wrong direction overall. <laughs> so we were talking about it a little bit earlier with our rookie class. I mean, how impressive has this rookie class been? And, and the first half of the season, are you surprised with how impactful they have been thus far? You know, I surprise is always the wrong word, right? right? Like Im- impressed, you know, you want to see them. But, you know, I look at players like a Steve Avila who, you know, has walked in from day one and kind of owned that, that left guard spot. And, and, you know, Byron Young, defensive end, you know, I think you know, everybody talks about, you know, Byron, Puka, Steve. I think Kobe Turner gets overlooked a lot yes. for what he's done on the defensive line and certainly looks like a long-term starter. Ethan Evans has done an amazing job as the punter, Alex War- long snapper, when you look at kind of that operation and what they've done, you know, that's been, you know, tremendously impressive. But you do walk out of this class thinking, hey, we can have a number of long-term impact players. You look at someone like Davis Allen, who I think has started to play more as a second tight end and, you know, get a chance to see him develop. But it's been an impressive class. And watching them come together, you know, you feel excited about their potential. But it's also not just the rookies. It's really some of those redshirt guys. You know, when you look at a Quinnen Lake who's become – you know, an impact player, and you start to look at, you know, Kobe Durant played last year, had some injuries, a Kyron Williams certainly, you know, coming to life as well. You know, someone like Alaric Jackson actually getting a chance to start now. This has been a really young team. I still think we're the second or third youngest team, but it's not just, you know, in the past, we had kind of an older core balanced by younger players because that's where the salary cap dictated. Right. You know, this year you have some really young starters, you know, who are growing, and there are growing pains with that, and you know, I think you feel that in some of the ups and downs in games at time. Uh, but you walk away, you know, thinking how bright the future is for this team. And and the one thing fans have said consistently this morning, win, lose, this team is fun. They have a fun energy. They have a fun spirit. They play hard. They play together. You see them growing. And I think that's going to be what I want to see for the rest of this year. Can we have fun? Can we grow? And, and, you know, and can we use this young core to really go compete and lay down that foundation for the next Super Bowl run. Because without that, you know, it's just youth. It's youth with a purpose to, to go win the next Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of, you know, pundits and people in the media didn't really have many expectations for this team. 
Do you lie awake at night sort of quote tweeting them like, hey, we knew what we were doing. We were getting puka. We got Byron. We got coat. We're like, look at this youth, youthful class. And I mean, how do you feel that this season has set us up for success for the, for the future? You, you don't quote tweet them, right? We have... <laughs> I mean, look, we're three and six, right? I mean, right. And, and unfortunately, that's not where we wanted to be. You really wish, you know, you had four or five wins right now to, to make a distance. I think at the end of the year, we'll look back and say, were we better than people expected or were we not? And, you know, I think that to me is the expectation. Can we make that playoff push, you know, that we were talking about? But I'm excited to watch these guys grow. And, and this was always a growth year for us, kind of anchored around is what Les called our pillars of, you know, a Matthew, a Cooper, and Aaron, you know, but I feel tremendously excited and energized about this group. And then, you know, to sit here and say, you have this core next year, most of which now returns, and you can kind of look ahead towards that. But you also have, we, you know, we project 10 draft picks, you know, you have a first rounder, you know, as of now for, <laughs> you know, for the first time since 2016, Wow. Uh, yeah. you have, you know, significant salary cap space and flexibility, you really have the opportunity to go build this team in a way that we haven't been able to build, you know, in years past. And but how these guys play down the stretch, it's not just, you know, hey, can you know, can we go win games? You want to see these young guys continue to contribute. Can Kyron come back at the level he was playing? Can you get a Davis out on a hunter long to contribute? You know, can Tutu continue to make those strides really that he's made, you know, that way so you feel good about your trio of receivers? You know, can you get an O'Shawn Mathis and Nick Hampton? an outside linebacker to come grow? Can you get a Trey Tomlinson maybe to get more snaps you know, on the field? That's going to be what determines the plan for this offseason. It's going to be not just the guys who have already made an impact. I think we know what they can deliver and they're only going to get better. I want to see this next group really step up and take advantage of the opportunity that's there. So before I let you go, we got to do the Ram Jam again. Same three questions. Different than, than last season. This season is different, okay? It better be because I'm pretty sure last year I came on the Ram Jam when we lost like six straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I had to change. I had to re. I was really hesitant to this again. Yeah. So we need a win Sunday just so that we do. Just so we're clear that we do. We'll- and I just want to put that out there. This this has nothing to do with me. So Sunday, get out of my comment section. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were about to have your last meal on Earth, what would it be? It's got to be you know a really good breakfast burrito. Mm. Okay. I like that. If you could live in an amusement park, shopping center, or other fun place, where would you choose and why? What makes a shopping center fun? I don't know. I Like, if I could pick, I always say Walgreens, because you've got pharmacy, should you need anything. You've got food. You've got, like, fun trinkets and toys. They have, like, a photo center. You can print out photos. Like, I don't know. Walgreens yeah. would be fun. I mean, that's easy. SoFi Stadium. Wouldn't you just want to live... Yeah. At SoFi Stadium. I'm not like in a progressive commercial. Yeah. But but like a real But way. like a real life. Like I would live at SoFi Stadium for yeah. sure. Yeah. Would you would you make like the whole football field like your house? Like would you put living room space in on the field or would you pick like one no, of the No, that's sleeves? your backyard, right? It's yeah. your outdoor recreational space. There's okay. plenty of great space and that's SoFi to go to go live. I would really love to rollerblade around the concourse. I'm not even a rollerblader, but you know how like people will rollerblade by the beach and that's like a, a quintessential LA thing? I feel like we could do a roller derby at SoFi. Fanny pack or, yeah. or no fanny yeah, pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanny pack and like bright, colorful Barbie costume, but like- what, What's stopping you? You know, that's a good question. Sunday morning, let's go. All right, let's do it. What would a collage of your life include? So we're printing out pictures for Kevin Demoff's collage. <laughs> well, 
I, I think the question is, what would you want it to include, or, or what would it actually include? No, right? what would you want it to include? You're uh, creating it. Look, I think the certainly the tapestry from the past eight years in Los Angeles, uh, pictures from that first game back at the Coliseum, you know, beating the Seahawks and in that memory, pictures from the Monday night win over Kansas City and how that brought together Los Angeles. You know, I would love the the silence of the Superdome. Yeah. When Greg yeah. Zerline's kick went through. I mean, the loudest game I've ever been a part of in my life, how ear splitting it was, and just to feel it's silent when when that building, you know, went through and that hush. Uh you know, I would put in pictures from the first Super Bowl, you know, in Atlanta, even though it, it ended, you know, with sadness, like it was a great step back and then weirdly the first year at SoFi, no fans, but in kind of opening the building and, and seeing that come to life. The first game with fans. In twenty, you know, twenty twenty one, that Chicago game, uh, you know, and then you get to obviously playing San Francisco, you know, at home in the NFC Championship. Yeah. That that collage of forty nine er fans going up the escalator, leaving sad, and then you know, certainly the Super Bowl, the after party with the staff, you know, getting to celebrate, you know, with everybody, you know, who's been there. Some of our community involvement, uh, pictures of my family, you know, on the field, and then. You know, I think you get into the things that that help make your life special, your your kids, your family, uh, the activities you do, your friends. But, you know, the collage to me is, you know, as we sit here on another milestone, and you know, that we're breaking ground in, in Woodland Hills. A lot of it would be, you know, the last eight years, certainly in LA, we've poured our, our heart and souls and organization into becoming one, you know, with this city. And I think we take great pride in what we've accomplished and, and what the future holds and, so that would be, that would be the collage. I like that. I like that. Any parting words before I, I set you free? Parting words. Yeah, like if you're going to address Rams fans now, this is this is this is you know this is Kevin Demoff after dark. This is this is this is it's like Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, exactly. Like we're, we're going to get wild have, and crazy in here. We have you, here. you know, looking into the camera, addressing <laughs> fans. I, I think you know same thing that. You know, we, we basically said in March when we wrote the season ticket letter and kind of looked as an organization on, on what a reset looks like. Like, I think you have to be encouraged and excited. That doesn't mean you don't get the frustration and the emotion. Uh, you're going to have those ups and downs and, and those growing pains. But, boy, it's fun to watch this team grow and come together and see the seeds of, of that next generation of Rams. And I, I can't wait to see what the last eight games bring us. I think this team, you know, will be in the hunt, will be competitive, and we're going to enter next offseason with a ton of momentum. And, you know, look, our goal is these last four games, reestablish home field advantage at SoFi Stadium, right? This is, you know, should be a you know significantly partisan Rams crowd, which I think we need. We need for our players and to keep growing that and, you know, to come back ready, you know, however this year finishes out, you know, let's go make that significant push that makes everybody excited about what 2024 and, and beyond holds, you know, this organization should measure itself by Super Bowls. And everything we do is to go win that next Super Bowl uh, and get closer. And I, I can't wait to continue this journey with the group we have and, and see where it goes. Kevin, thank you so much. I know how busy you are. It's so great to, to get to sit down with you. Remember, you need a win this weekend. I do, yeah. yeah or the, the whole Ram Jam. Oh no, oh my gosh. <laughs> These are threats, you guys. Better show up Sunday, but yeah, we'll hostile need, workplace. Yeah, we'll need all our all our fans tuning in on Sunday. If you can't be at Sun, uh, at SoFi, but make sure you check it out against the Seahawks on Sunday. Kevin, thanks so much for hanging out today. Thank you, Erica.
Let's ram it. <laughs>